0: Hey, welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Reveal It Rob show. I am, of course, your host of Review It Rob, coming at you. Man, this is awesome. Hope everybody out there is doing great. Uh, a little bit about what I've been up to since the uh, last episode. Obviously watching movies, of course. I uh, continued my uh, little horror marathon I have going on with the Chucky films and the Halloween films. I remember on the last episode, I'm like, I really gotta get back to it. I actually got back to it. Um... So I uh, started it off with 2019's Chucky film, which, to be honest with you, as a diehard Chucky fan, I really enjoy that movie. I like what they did with the film. I thought it was a good concept, a really good idea, and they actually executed it very well. Uh, Mark Hamill does a great job voicing Chucky. Overall, good story, uh, what they put together. So yeah, if you haven't seen that movie or you were, you're were you one of those um, original Chucky series fans, go ahead and check the movie out. It's actually a really good and solid film that i uh thoroughly enjoyed i mentioned being a diehard chucky fan um earlier when i was going through twitter before starting before i started recording i saw this question on there asking if you could meet anybody any uh actor or actress in the horror franchise who would it be and of course for me it would be the one and only brad dorff i mean i, I obviously i love chucky chucky's my favorite horror film series of all time i'm a huge chucky mark if you will I have the Chucky t-shirt from Halloween Horror Nights 28, one of my prized possessions, and I will one day own a Chucky doll. But it'd be so cool to meet Brad Dorff. He's just an absolute icon uh, for his role as Chucky. But other than that, he was in Rob Zombie's Halloween films, The Sheriff Bracket, and countless other great films like One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. He's a legendary actor, so to be able to meet that dude and be able to pick his brain a little bit and ask him about his acting career would be an absolute honor and a pleasure for me. So cool question to come across earlier uh if you want to drop me some comments about who you who you would love to meet in the horror franchise world um after i finished that movie i checked out halloween the late the next film in the halloween series was halloween resurrection the uh quote unquote buster rhymes movie (laughs) um you know and to be honest with you i don't know if it's because how many times i've seen this movie and how much time has passed i didn't utterly hate it like i feel like i did when i was younger Actually, kind of enjoyed the movie. It's more than likely my least favorite of the whole Halloween franchise, and it's obviously got its really bad um, moments. A lot of comedy moments, like uh, qui Gan chi or Qui-Wak-Chi or whatever Buster Run is saying. Um, It's escaping my mind right now. But it's, 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 it's an interesting idea. The whole concept of the movie is you get a group of people to go on to a reality show to where they're at, the Michael Myers house, and... Of course, chaos happens. It's kind of fits that time period. It's very, very much that time period where reality shows are starting to come around. And hey, why don't we make a, a reality show on the Michael Myers house or the Myers house? So, the movie is what it is. I didn't utterly hate it. I wasn't bored at all while watching it. And I think again, it's because I've seen it so many times. It, it just doesn't do anything. And I know I got to get through it <laughs> to get to the next film, which is my favorite in the Halloween film series. At me, I don't care. I love Rob Zombie's Halloween. But, um, other than that, what else I was up to over the weekend? I started putting together ideas for a, uh, future episode. Uh, future episode being episode 10. Getting very close. This episode right here is, uh, episode 8. So, um, after this one, we got one more, and then we're on episode 10, which is kind of a milestone if you get to 10 episodes. So, it's so cool to think I'm all, already at 10, and I started this as a little passion project, and it's already about up to 10 episodes, um... The ideas I'm kicking around is top 10 list, of course, Uh, top 10 actors, top 10 actresses, and I think, I'm going to try really hard to do this because this is something I've been working on for years and years and years and I haven't really nailed down, so maybe, and hopefully before episode 10 I can get this nailed down, but my top 10 favorite movies of all time. So, that's what I'm thinking I'm going with for um, episode 10. Uh, Maybe, yeah, probably instead of a review for that episode, I'll still have news for the episode, but... I don't know if I'll have a review. I think the second half of the episode would be those three top ten lists, but um, I think it's an interesting idea. Let me know what you think um, as well. Drop me some comments on that one, but I think it'll be a fun idea. But before we get to episode ten, obviously we got to get through this episode first. So, go ahead and jump into the news. Uh, Starting it off with Kevin Smith news. As you pay attention to me, you know I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, and He recently broke news that Twilight of the Rats*, the first draft, has been completed. Uh, Basically, what's going on with this film, 25 years after the original, Brody Bruce will be back for an unnecessary sequel uh, set against the Mallpocalypse. Uh, The film is likely to starve, hopefully, and most likely we'll see stars returning, like um, original series actors and actresses, Shannon Doherty, Jason Lee, uh, Ethan Soap Lee, Joey Laurie Joey Lauren Adams, Jeremy London, and of course of course, Jason Muse Um So yeah, that's really cool to think that Mallrats Rats is coming back. You no, know, this was uh he tried to make it a show a while back and unfortunately it didn't work out, but after the success of Jay and Salab Reboot, which you haven't seen that movie, check it out. It's a great film and very much uh embodies everything from the view of universe and they did a great job, or Kevin did a great job. Everybody did a great job attached to that film of making just a he called it his Avengers Endgame, and it so good. I cried, and I laughed very hard during that film. Check it out. Um, he also went on to say that the script, uh, this script is done. It's on to a new draft of Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws, that would be the third film in the um, quote-unquote Canadian horror trilogy that he's working on. Um, uh, let's see, the first film was Tusk, and then Yoga Hosers, which I personally enjoy Yoga Hosers. I know he makes a lot of jokes about that film, but I personally enjoy Yoga Hosers. And Moose Jaws will be the third film, which is basically called Jaws, but instead of a shark, it's a moose. (laughs) Um, And then the first draft of the new version of Clerks 3 as well. So yeah, Kevin Smith keeping busy during the uh, downtime, which is really cool. It's really cool that you can see all these writers and creative people doing things during the downtime. It's one of my favorite things I've seen is just people... Working on all this stuff and doing this and doing that and keeping busy and it's really cool. So, I can't wait for the Kevin Smith stuff that's to come. I'm obviously a huge Kevin Smith fan. Love all his work and I can't wait to see what we get with these uh, upcoming films. I mean, Mallrats, that is that is a long time since we've heard anything to do with Mallrats. So, the fact that that's going to have something drop on us in the uh, future, really cool, man. Really looking forward to see what we get with Mallrats. Maybe. Would Ben Affleck be in the movie? Interesting question, I know Ben Affleck returned for Reboot, and they seem like they're good friends and buds again, so would his character somehow make an appearance in Mallrats? Very interesting concept to think about, especially if you've seen the original Mallrats movie. Wonder if that could happen. Something to think about. Something to think about. And Another thing to think about is we've got a holiday coming up in the uh, geek world. The geekosphere, if you will. Uh, Rise of Skywalker will be uh, available to Disney Plus subscribers on the holiday of May 4th <laughs> for the Geek World. May 4th, of course, is a big Star Wars day. Obviously, it uh, bridges off of May the Force Be With You, the very iconic line from Star Wars. So, May 4th has been turned into a holiday for the Star Wars fans. So, really cool news to see that Rise of Skywalker will be released to Disney Plus subscribers on May 4th. That's a great That's a great gift to uh, Star Wars fans, whether you hated it or not. New Star Wars movie out there now, and I actually personally enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. Uh with that addition, this will be the first time ever that fans will be able to stream all nine of the Skywa- of George Lucas's Skywalker saga all in one place. So that's really cool. Uh Disney of course owns all the Star Wars films at this point now that they purchased 20th Century Fox. So there you go. Dope, right there. May 4th, may the force be with you. Most of these people probably already own the films on DVD. Um, or own the, or however you own it at home. You might own it on VHS. You might just own all digital codes. I don't know. I still buy DVDs. I personally still love buying DVDs. Just something about having a physical copy of something. I know it takes up space. Whatever. I still like having a physical copy of stuff. But, um, that's really cool. So, May 4th, you have the option to watch all nine Star Wars films. Like, you wouldn't do that already. But in a more convenient way here on Disney+. Uh, speaking of Star Wars news, there is a new Star Wars series in the works at Disney+. Plus. Don't know what the plot is as of yet. This is very fresh news, but um according to sources, they're saying that it will be a female-centric series that takes place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. So really cool. So Star Wars stuff is still coming. Um, I've been on record. I want another Skywalker movie just so we can get 10, because I'm that I'm that person. <laughs> Star Wars X, you know, but anyways, I, I just I want a 10th film just to even it out. But Star Wars will never go away. They'll take a break at some point, but they it'll never, ever, ever go away because Star Wars is a cash cow and a big, big, big cash cow. It's not just one of those little cash cows. It's a biggin'. You know what I'm saying? Biggin'. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, next bit of news is that is Hellraiser news, actually. Um, there is a movie, I believe I talked about this on a uh, past episode, there is a Hellraiser movie coming, and now in addition to this movie... Um, There's a TV series coming to HBO. Uh, David Gordon Green, who a lot of us horror fans love because of his Halloween film. Of course, he's doing Halloween Kills. He'll be directing the pilot. Looks like he'll be uh, directing several more initial episodes. And uh, Michael Daughtry? Daughtry? Uh, Who did Trick or Treat, Krampus, Godzilla, King of Monsters, will be... um, writing on the show as well so, or maybe directing who knows doesn't really say here in this uh, news article but he's gonna be a part of it as well uh, the hbo series is said to be completely unconnected to the spyglass film that's coming so there you go that's interesting it's good to know so i talked about child's play earlier and how the original child's play series is still going but they released that new child's play film last year kind of sounds like sounds like the same deal here there's a new hellraiser movie coming from a completely different group but uh this tv series looks like it will be the clive barker created franchise uh so this will be the first foray into the world of television for the clive barker franchise so yeah so this is gonna be based off the clive barker stuff instead of the new stuff so that's really cool that's a uh yeah, that's a bold move um looking at details here the idea is to create i'm quoting here so details quote uh, the idea is to create "...an elevated continuation and expansion of the well-established Hellraiser mythology. It is by no means a remake, but rather assumes the past mythology to be a given The Center will remain pinhead." Which, you know, obviously, of course. Uh, "...continuing on, the pincushion-headed merciless leader merciless leader of the Cenobites..." Cenobites, what a name. Uh, "...the formerly humans-turned-demons that live in an extra-dimensional realm..." And are activated through a puzzle box called the Laminate Configuration. What a word there. What a name. That could be like a wrestling submission. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Oh, by God. He's got him in the Laminate Configuration. By God. He's breaking the man. Call an ambulance. <laughs> uh, the Cenobites come from hell. Oh, of course. Why not? <laughs> the Cenobites come from hell to harvest human souls and keep balance between good and evil. I mean, it sounds fun. I, um... I'm going to be completely and utterly honest with you, and probably messing myself with horror fans here, but, you know, be yourself and be original. So, I'm not the biggest Hellraiser fan, completely honest with you. I watched the first Hellraiser film a couple months back, and it didn't really do much for me, to be completely honest with you. I remember watching it, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is something, it's not horrible, but it's not really grabbing me either and then you know it felt really long to watch I I don't remember how long it was but it it just it wasn't grabbing me in certain ways and I kind of felt uncomfortable at times not so much in horror aspect but as much as this dude's wearing a suit and it's getting soaked in blood and it just looks uncomfortable to wear (laughs) um nonetheless that's me being that's me being me and me being weird but yeah and then one of the other ideas is like this movie's all about pinhead but he's barely in the film so maybe I need to revisit that film and the whole series for that matter to understand Pinhead and everything and why people love it so much. But the first time with it didn't really do much for me. I'm sorry, horror fans. But not knocking it. I'm not hating it by any means, but it's just it's not for me. If you enjoy Hellraiser, cool. Good for you. And, you know, obviously I will check out the film that is coming and in this, in this series. Because if it's horror, I tend to watch it. Uh, last week talked about the movie The Gallows Act 2. Utterly disappointed by that movie, but I still watched it, and I will obviously watch a whole lot of horror stuff. Um, speaking of horror stuff, shout out to my uh, my buds over there at Haunters Podcast. They did an ep- they did a bunch of episodes that dropped recently. If you're a patron, join their Patreon. It's the best dollar you could ever spend in your life. Um, I dropped five large on them because I believe in them that much. But um, where was it going? Oh yeah, they did an episode about Shudder, the horror streaming service check out that episode if you're wanting to know about, um, about the shutter service and whether you need to get it or not. Really good stuff from them. Anyways, back to my show. Um, next bit of news, kind of horror related, maybe, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is getting a sequel. So, uh, that's good news. I remember the first film. I enjoyed it, but again, it's not, it it wasn't anything that utterly captivated me and made me want to buy the film, but it was enjoyable enough to, um, to watch, uh, twice, I believe I watched it twice, so, yeah, cool, I'm I'm on board for a sequel, Galmo Gelmo Del Toro is one of the best going in the game today, so, and he's been rumored to be working on a Haunted Mansion film for the longest time, so, please, let's get that happen because he got, he had some great imagery and I think he can do great things with a Haunted Mansion, so please, Lord, or whatever you believe in, please, Universe, let that happen, because, Please, movie, universe, people, things, creators, whatever. Please let a Haunted Mansion movie come because the last one we got, yikes. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of upcoming movie news, and this is really good news. The last couple episodes and a lot of the news movie-wise has been... Oh, this movie's getting pushed back. That movie's getting pushed back. This mo- movie's been put on indefinite definite hold. Uh, news broke that Christopher Nolan's tenant, I believe is how you pronounce, pronounce this, uh, T-E-N-E-T... Whatever, <laughs> Tenant is still set to be released on July seventeenth, so it's keeping its release date. It's um, looks like Christopher Nolan and Warner Brothers are expecting movie theaters to be back open by July seventeenth, which it seems possible. I mean, a lot of the news I've seen lately is that we've hit, we're hitting a curve now where a lot of places are opening. I know here in South Carolina, things are reopening. Our freaking mall is reopening on May first. Um... Beaches are reopening in places. I think I saw in Texas they're going to start opening their movie theaters. So, interesting times right now. Looks like a lot of stuff is opening back up. I'm going to go ahead and tell you I'm not going to a movie theater anytime soon. Uh, I don't plan to go to the movie theaters until Aquaman. Or Aquaman, good lord. Um, until Wonder Woman 1984 comes out. But, you know, maybe this tenant movie can get me there. I was very interested in it. Um, I believe at the end of the last year, beginning of this year, I did my... My hype list, movies I'm thoroughly interested in and super excited and wanting to see this year. And this movie was on that list. It looks really good from the trailers I've seen. Uh, it stars John David Washington, who was in Black Klansman. was fantastic in Black Klansman. If you haven't seen that movie, see that movie. That's an awesome movie. It uh, also has Robert Pattinson, as I now call it from now on, in his supporting role. So, which is interesting. They never really show him in the trailer, but you can kind of see him in the background. Interesting play there. <laughs> but um, the movie looks really good movie looks really good so maybe that'll be the one that for that uh sways me back to the movie theaters because i think i think june is the starting point for a lot of things being reopened including theme parks so let's be on the lookout for that because that seems like something that's definitely happening very soon sooner rather than later I, i mean like i said stuff's already opening up so to see christopher nolan's not moving a movie which is projected to be a big movie for this year it's kind of hope right Maybe? I don't know. I don't know about you. Again, drop me comments. Drop me all kinds of comments. Um, it'd be nice to talk to some people about my show. <laughs> but uh drop me a comment about what you think about this movie not changing its release date at all. I mean, I, I think it's exciting news. Uh up next on the news we've got Blumhouse with well, yet another film. Good lord, Blumhouse is just spitting them out, aren't they? Wow. Um Blumhouse's Firestarter remake. Um well, yeah, another remake. Firestarter. I don't know why I paused there. Blumhouse's Firestarter remake, uh, which a which is a classic Stephen King story, is poised to begin filming this year, according to screenwriter Scott Tim's Teams. Uh, Firestarter centers on an organization called the Department of Scientific Intelligence, aka the shop. Uh, two participants in their mysterious research program end up getting married and having a kid. Aw. Their offspring, Charlie McGee Inherited pyrokinetic powers from her parents, who were given a low-grade hallucinogen called Lot-6 during their college years. Okay, cool. Um, Now the government is trying to apprehend the young Charlie in order to harness her powerful and unique skills as a weapon. Drew Barrymore, of course, played the role of Charlie back in the, I think it was 1984, I didn't write down the date, because I'm that person. Um... I mean, like I said, Blumhouse is just kicking stuff out, and this is another remake for them. They did, um, well, Halloween wasn't really a remake. That was just a continuation of stories, so never mind. Uh, but they did really good with Halloween. and Halloween kills, it looks like it's gonna be great. So, I've said it a couple times on this, uh, show before, and I'll say it again and again. Blumhouse is hit and miss with their stuff. But, you know, good on them for continuing to release stuff. They've released, when they're on, they are on, baby. They are on, so... Firestar remake, the story that I just read to you about what it's about. Sounds fun. Of course, the 1984 movie is a classic to some people, so they're obviously not happy about the film being um, uh, remade, of course. But I'm here for it. I wonder if Drew Barrymore has a a, uh, supporting role in it. Maybe she'll play the mom. Ooh, good idea. Hey, Blumhouse, if you're listening to my podcast, because, you know, you totally are. (laughs) Cast Drew Barrymore in that sucker. (laughs) Let's see. Lionsgate news. Lionsgate has picked up the rights to Hunger Games prequel novel The Ballad of Songbirds and Snake. Cool. So, uh, Hunger Games, huge franchise. uh, Late 2000s, maybe? Not sure of the date because I didn't write it down. But again, I'm that person. But uh, Hunger Games. I enjoyed the Hunger Games series. It's one of those book series turned the film that was enjoyable for me. I don't know how y'all felt felt about it. Again, drop me a comment. Um obviously not Harry Potter. Size large, but Hunger Games did really well. Hunger Games made some money. Uh made Jennifer Lawrence a household star by all means. So to see that they're making a prequel to the Hunger Games, I mean, I think it I think we could have bet that, that was going to come sooner rather than later. Obviously with how much money the Hunger Games has made in the past. Good move on Lionsgate to uh pick up their pieces. Lionsgate likes playing with their old toys. We have the Spiral film coming at some point um, this year as well. So uh, let's see. What is The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes? Looks like Uh, development of the project is officially underway. Here we go. The story will follow an 18 year old Cornelius Snow years before he became the tyrannical president of Pan Am. Oh that effer. Oh god I remember that guy. Uh, though his family has fallen on hard times, he sees a chance for change when he is chosen to be a mentor for the 10th Hunger Games, 10th Hunger Games, only to have his hopes dashed when he is assigned to mentor the girl tribute from the impoverished District 12. There you go. Hunger Games news. Man, I haven't thought about the Hunger Games in a long time. I don't know about y'all, but it's been a while for me with the Hunger Games. I haven't watched the movies in a while. Uh yeah, haven't even thought about the Hunger Games in a while. So kind of cool to see Hunger Games news uh, again. I enjoyed this series enough. Don't own any of the films personally, but you know, if I come across it on TV, maybe I'd watch it. Yeah, you know, one of those kind of films. So good on them. I I can't wait to see where this goes. Seems like an interesting enough story. Um, another one of those. Another another film that. Well, you know, this is a film that a lot of people loved, and I personally am not the biggest fan of. I will get attacked. I've already made horror fans mad with this episode. I'm going to make comic book fans mad with this episode as well. Um, Sony's Venom sequel has been revealed as Venom, Let the Carnage. Oh, God, messed up already. Venom, retake. Sony's Venom sequel has been revealed as Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And the date for the the release date for the film is June 25th, 2021. Hey, two days for my birthday. I guess I gotta see this on my birthday, right? Yeah. <sighs> um it was originally expected to be released on October 2nd, 2020, this year. But obviously the, the filming the film has been pushed back to June 25th, 2021. Tom Hardy is expected back, of course. Michelle Williams expected back, of course. And Woody Harrelson will be we saw him in the uh credit scene. We saw him mid-credit scene. For um or after Chrisine, I I don't remember, <laughs> but we we saw Woody Harrelson in the credit scene for the first Venom film, and he is obviously returning for the second film as he is playing the character of Carnage, which is expected to be the big bad of the film. Um, there's also the rumor that Naomi Harris, you, know, you may know her from the movie the film Moonlight, uh, she has been reported to be in talks to play the role of the villain Shriek. Who is Carnage's love interest and accomplice? So there you go. Um the reason comic book fans will probably hate me here is I did not enjoy the Venom, the first Venom film all that much. That's just me. I enjoyed parts of it. I enjoyed Tom Holland. Or good Lord. I enjoyed Tom Hardy's acting. Tom Holland. That's kind of funny <laughs> because he's uh Spider-Man. Um where was I going? Good lord, I lost my train of thought. Um Yes, I enjoyed Tom Hardy's acting in the film. I thought he was good. But overall, I just there's just something about that movie I didn't enjoy. I I, I can't fully pinpoint it. I didn't really like uh, Venom all that much. Was really interesting. I didn't realize Venom. I always thought of Venom as like this badass, and he kind of comes off as uh like scared character. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's weird. It's like he seems. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I read the movie wrong. I only watched it the one time. I didn't enjoy that much. So I probably need to go back and watch it, but. Again, Tom Hardy's a fantastic actor. He's one of the best actors we've seen in the last couple years, so that is a great plus to the film. And I will obviously see the Venom sequel. Uh, I don't judge films without seeing them. That's my rule. So I will obviously see the film. Uh, Woody Harrelson's always fantastic. Carnage is a great character, so I want to see what they do with that, of course. But first Venom film I wasn't the biggest fan of. Maybe that'll be my task this weekend. Maybe I'll recheck out Venom. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, Let's see, news. Netflix has acquired the new Sherlock Holmes film, Enola Holmes, starring the wonderful Millie Bobby Brown and the wonderful Henry Cavill and the amazing Helena Bonham Carter. Look at this cast, holy cow. And Sam Cliven, holy crap. Okay, Um, Enola Holmes tells the story of Sherlock Holmes, of Sherlock and Mycroft. What a name. Mycroft Holmes' rebellious teen sister, Enola A gifted super sleuth, super sleuth, nice, in her own right, who often outsmarts her brilliant siblings. When her mother mysteriously disappears on her 16th birthday, Enola seeks help from her older brothers, but soon realizing they're less interested in solving the case than in packing her off to finish school, Enola does the one thing, the only thing, a smart, resourceful, and fearless young 1880s woman can do. That's right, she runs away to London to find her. Uh, meeting a cast of memorable characters along the way, Anola's caught in the middle of a conspiracy that could alter the course of political history. That sounds like a fun story. And me- even more so, Henry Cavill, my Superman, and hopefully he's back as Superman. Uh, he deb- debunked those rumors a long time ago. Henry Cavill will be back as Superman. I believe it. I feel it in my heart. Uh, him being a part of it. Helena Bonham Carter being a part of it, because come on, she is just Incredible. But on top of that Millie Bobby Brown she what a force she is and I don't know if this is weird you can tell me I'm weird I don't care I'm me that girl is one of the best actresses I've seen in a long time and she is gonna be a freaking rocket to the future that girl can the way that she just shows emotion she can act alright she can plain and simply act and as a fan of acting she's got it 100% got it I love Stranger Things I'm a huge Stranger Things fan. So obviously I've seen what she can do in that show and I have no I have all belief in the world that she's gonna be able to be a lead on this show. Another Netflix thing. It's a movie, right? It's not even a show. Yeah, it's a movie. My bad. Uh she could be the lead in this movie. I think the last movie I saw her in was Godzilla King of Monsters. Was that was that what it's called? King of Monsters. So I love how I'm talking to myself on this episode. Um which that movie, it it was what it was. The monster battles were great. I don't hold anything against her by me. She was good in it. Um, but that movie was what it was. But this seems really cool. She has a great outing with the Stranger Things show. She's like I said, she's a rocket ship, and she's gonna be freaking huge, huge star. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I will definitely be checking. Excuse me. I'll definitely be checking that out. Great cast. Very interesting story. So I'm down for it. Speaking of great cast, check this out. Florence Pugh, you all love her. Uh, She was in Little Woman. Little Woman. God. (laughs) She was in Little Women, Midsommar, which a lot of people love that film. I'm a little iffy on that film. And Fighting With My Family, which was a fun film. Um, So, yeah, Florence Pugh. Shia LaBeouf, who this is the tie-in because this episode's review is a Shia LaBeouf movie. Um, He's in it. We all know who Shia LaBeouf is. Transformers. Even Stevens... Peanut Butter Falcon... Honey Boy... And Chris Pine... Who of course... Star Trek franchise... Wonder Woman... Countless other stuff... Those three... Those three... Beautiful humans... Right there... Will be starring in... Olivia Wilde... Another beautiful human... Olivia Wilde's thriller... Don't Worry... Darling... For New Line Cinema... name of the movie is... Don't Worry Darling... Olivia Wilde... Her other film... By the way... Booksmart... See that movie... That movie is fantastic... Um... So... Florence Pugh will star as the lead in the psychological thriller set in an isolated utopian community in the 1950s California desert. Don't Worry Darling will center on a 1950s housewife who uncovers a disturbing truth to her perfect life. That sounds awesome. Sign me up. I can't wait to see that movie. Like I mentioned, Livvy Wilde already has a good track record with me with uh, Booksmart. Uh, Florence Pugh has a, tracker track, tracker. <laughs> has a great track record with me. Track tracker. Has a great track record with me with all the stuff she's been in same with Chris Pine and Shia LaBeouf uh LaBeouf however you want to say his last name I like to say LaBeouf because it's fun um Shia is one of my all-time favorite actors I grew up watching Shia through even Stevens so and I'll talk more about Shia in my review so this movie sounds really good and really exciting so I'm on board for it and that yeah that'll be the last bit of news so interesting and fitting that that was the last bit of news gonna take a break. Going to come back with a review for you. So hold on loosely, babies. Do you like to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Do you yourself like Hollow Scream, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and other scary things? Or maybe on the weekend, you like to summon a ghost or go find yourself a demon? If you do, then this is the podcast for you. Haunters! Haunters. You can follow us every Wednesday on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HauntersPod. We're We're ready ready to to haunt you. Ah, wonderful. It comes off kind of creepy. We're keeping it! I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I was. Taller. What am I being arrested for? What am I being arrested for, huh? You think you're hot? Because you don't know how good I am at what I do. i see you. Country real hard, be a twelve-year-old pie fight. Ugh. It's not a pie fight. Think it through. What's your mother got a job for? Just in case. In case what? I don't. In case do. you fail. In case it don't no. work out. Yes, man. She's filling your head full of fear. I pump you full of strength. Cause we're on team, and I know you got what it takes. You're a star, and I know it. That's why I'm here. I'm your cheerleader, honey boy. <laughs> To talk about my dad. Good take, good take. You did it, you did it. Good job, everybody. My dad's not the reason I drink, he's the reason I work. I come. To... come here, come here. Yeah. Try and light your so tired. Yeah. Yeah. You have good instincts. I have good instincts? I got rodeo clown instincts, so I could never make it in Hollywood. You could if you start when I did. How do you think it feels to have my son paying me? How do you think that feels? You wouldn't be here if I didn't pay you. All right. Welcome back to the Review of Rob show, everybody. Uh, this week's episode's review is going to be for a film called Honey Boy, starring Shia LaBeouf. Um, Shia, I, I'm probably saying his name wrong. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, Honey Boy. Basically, it's a screenplay that was written by Shia himself while in rehab. I mean, what a wonderful, I what a wonderful story. Already starting out to be, uh, it's based on his own experiences. Award-winning filmmaker Alma Haral brings brings to life a young actor's stormy childhood and early adult years as he struggles to reconcile with his father through cinema and dreams, uh, fictionalizing his childhood ascent to stardom and subsequent adult crash landing into rehab and recovery. Harrell cast, Noah Jupe and Lucas Hodges as Otis Lords. Otis is a um is basically Shia. Shia the oldest character is basically Shia. Um, navigating through different stages in a frenetic career. So um, let's talk about Noah. Noah's playing young Shia. And man, he delivered such a fantastic performance. It's what he was doing in the film, it's just he's a really good young actor. And maybe he can be a future in acting as well. Uh, Lucas Hedges is playing Shia older uh, when it looks like the Transformer years. So he, did, he was... He's really good, too. He brought a lot of emotion to the role, as well. Um, Shia himself is taking on the daring and therapeutic challenge of playing a version of his own father, who is an ex-rodeo clown and a felon. I believe in the film he's about four years sober at this point. But um, very manic, as well. Which, huge props to Shia for not only writing the story, but being brave enough to put it out there in the way that he did, and to even more showing even more courage to play essentially a version of his father to play his father and to play his father while looking at a younger version of himself throughout the film is just man that is incredible and such a beautiful beautifully crazy thing to see on screen and just kind of thinking about that and you just think about how strong shy had to be through all that while making this it shows you how good he good he is too because uh this screenplay that he wrote is just a very very good emotional compelling story and beautiful beautiful good lord (laughs) beautiful performances throughout from him from noah from lucas and throughout the whole film just unbelievable performances uh the film is considered a -a one-of-a-kind collaboration between filmmaker and subject exploring the art exploring art as therapy and imagination as hope which Honestly, those are two things that I personally have believed into myself. I think that art, no matter what form, whether it is art as in drawing and painting, art as in acting, art as in music or however, whatever art you do, I think art is very therapeutic. And imagination as hope. Hope is something that I have always been a huge follower in. Earlier in my life, there's points where I didn't have a whole lot of hope, obviously. Um, Very down on myself throughout times in my life, but always try to keep hope hope is a very powerful powerful thing and that's a wish I hope for all of you is that you can have hope in your life so the movie overall watching it like a um, like I said before is very powerful film it's very interesting to see we've always heard stories of not just Shia but so many countless Disney young Disney actors or young actors in general who've just had a crazy life growing up because they started a career so young not all of them some of them have a good life. But we've heard numerous stories to where it's kind of become its thing. Where, oh, they were a child actor and they lost their mind kind of deals. Um, We've heard the stories about Shia and the things he's gone through. And we've seen it on numerous reports and news outlets and everything. So, uh, while he was in a mandated rehab, he wrote the screenplay. Which is, um, like I said, very strong and very courageous of him to do... Uh, he had to do the rehab, or he was gonna go to jail. So he used that rehab time to create the screenplay, and seek therapy. He had therapy, and th- through the therapy came the screenplay and everything. So, so amazing to think about that. And then while you're watching the film and just seeing him in him in it, it just it's so uh, I'm not sure what the word. It's so compelling is a very good word. Um, comp- it's so compelling to see him in the role of his father. And just thinking about how he grew up with this, and now he is playing what, you know, was part of his life, and a huge struggle in his life, and a huge thing. Uh, he, part of the movie is that he doesn't hate his father or anything, he did a lot of this for his father. Man, you know, what a story this was, and it's a really good, it's a really good watch, it's a really good film, and I highly suggest seeing this film, it is on, as an Amazon Studios film, it is on Amazon, um... So yeah, that's where I watched it. I watched it on Amazon. It is absolutely worth your time. It is a fantastically acted film, which was amazingly written and amazingly directed. Um, Shia himself actually won the Hollywood Breakthrough Screenwriter Award for this film, which I honestly say he absolutely deserves. I'm a huge Shia LaBeouf fan. I've uh, been a fan of his since Eve and Stevens. I remember watching that show when I was younger and just loving it and always tuning in and watching every single episode And I just followed Shia throughout his career. I watched Holes, uh, Transformers, Peanut Butter Falcon, you name it, I've seen it of Shia's. He's a fantastic actor and he's one of my all-time favorites. So when I heard about this movie, I was immediately interested because, you know, obviously he was in it. And then I saw the trailer and read the story and read the background of everything and to see how true and real life it is for him and to think about how this is going to play out and just, oh... So strong. Such a very, very strong movie, and very captivating movie. Very compelling movie. That I highly suggest you see because let me tell you, the emotion that is in this film shown by these actors, God, that's just absolutely amazing. And Shia is just a beast throughout the film, playing his dad of all people. Um So I can't I can't suggest this movie enough, to be completely honest with you. This is It's so good to see Shia's back. He's doing great. He's doing great in acting because at one point, he thought his acting career was done. I saw this in an interview. He said um, during this time before the rehab and everything, he thought his acting career was done and that he was going to join the Peace Corps and everything, wrote out the application, all that. He was going to join the Peace Corps. Um, And then during the therapy, the mandated therapy, he wrote the screenplay and saw that light of he didn't say light, and I'm going to say light. Uh, he saw the, the light of being an actor again and the possibility of it continuing and beautifully, masterfully came out in this screenplay in this film. So, I can't, again, I can't say it enough. See this film. It is so, so good. It's on Amazon. Uh, streaming service, whatever it's called. It's on Amazon. Check it out. You will absolutely love the film. I think you'll absolutely love it because it's just, it's. if you're a film fan, you're going to love this film. Enough said. Alright, and that will I'll uh, do it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed all the news and enjoyed my review of Honey Boy. Please, see that movie. So good. Fantastically acted. Um, again, thank you so much for joining me this week. I will be back with another episode next week. And as always, and forever remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn away. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.